We're rolling. Welcome to the House Dudes Podcast, where we invite you to follow us on our journey towards financial freedom using the power of real estate. I'm Jack Haas. And I'm Josh Koth. Here at House Dudes, we believe in a couple key principles. Number one, the best way to retain information is by teaching it to others. And number two, a rising tide lifts all boats. We're not competitors, we're a community. So let's get into some real estate investing. So we got Chris Reed on the on the call here tonight with Ardor SEO. And as you can imagine, everybody has been looking to add and build on their search engine optimization around our real estate portfolios and trying to find that next deal or find that next investor. And Chris and his team are are experts in this. And I, I really appreciate your time, Chris. And before we kick things off, I really want to make sure everybody has your contact information. So uh, if they search for Ardor SEO, they're, they're going to easily find you, right? Sure, sure. Since Xiao Jacks are coming to you from uh, Saigon in Vietnam. But yeah, if anyone's looking for me, you can just Google the coolest guy in SEO and you'll see me everywhere. So I'm not, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> so so let's, let's, if you don't mind, if we can start at the very beginning, because I know we have a lot of first-time listeners and uh, 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 some of the, the questions that I typically get the most is where should they spend their marketing money? And um, frankly, online seems to be a, a hotter and hotter thing, especially in doing it correctly. So let's start things off with defining what search engine optimization actually is. Yeah, sure. Most people, like, most people waste so much money on marketing because they don't have a, a plan. You know, like there's a, what's his name? John Wanabaker, that really old marketing dude. He had a cool quote. It was like, you know, half the money I spend on marketing is wasted. I just can't work out what half. Mm-hmm. And that's true in the old style of marketing, you know, stuff that Coca-Cola does, you know, advertising on TV and billboards. You know, it's so hard to measure what's effective. That's not the case with digital marketing. You can measure absolutely everything what is happening, where people are coming to your website, where they're coming from and what your conversion rates are. So yeah, it's, it kicks the crap out of any other form of marketing for sure. But a lot of people are still confused about why they have a website, right? You know, mm-hmm. a website is like a business card. It doesn't work if it's sitting in your desk drawer. You gotta get out there and hand it out. And the right. same with the website. If people can't find it, it's useless. It's not doing anything. So. And, you know, it doesn't need to look beautiful unless you're a web design agency or, you know, wedding photographer, it doesn't particularly need to look beautiful. It needs to clearly say that you solve the problem that that person's searching for. <coughs> so, sorry. So usually people aren't searching, you know, they're, for you, they're searching for the problem. They're going, you know, I, I need to sell my house fast or I need to make money quick, you know, or mm-hmm. I've got a headache. What is, that's what they're typing into Google. And so they land on your page and it needs to really rapidly say, yes, you can sell your house fast here or we, you know, we can make you more money or you know, we, we resolve that headache. And that, that needs to be the very first thing that it says, pass a grunt test that anyone that's a layman in that market can understand. Then it needs to show that you know, you're an expert and you have the ability to actually solve their problem. That's what they're looking for mm-hmm. you know, so they can build some trust with them. And then lead them, how do they do business with you? Make it really easy. Click on this button, download this guide, book an appointment or whatever it is. You know, if you follow that three-step formula, you know, you can have a website that brings you predictable revenue month in, month out. So, you know, you, you, you had a lot there to unpack here. So, 
when you say answer those questions, I think that is one of the things that a lot of people miss is when you go to a search engine, people are actually typing in a question. So what have you seen? Let's say, let's focus on buying houses. You know, you were looking for that next deal. Like what type of terminology or what should they be researching to find those keywords or key phrases, if you will, to make sure that they incorporate those into those websites? Yeah, so it's called keywords. Keywords are the search terms that people are typing into to Google. So Google makes all of their money through paid search, right? There's organic search, which are the 10 free listings, and then there's the paid search, and that's where Google makes all of their money. You know, you, you pay to be lead listed there, and anytime that someone clicks on your ad, you pay Google. Uh, and it can get really, really expensive. Uh, only around 2 to 6% of people click on the ads. Google does play with it as much as they can to get as many clicks as they can, but still only 2 to 6%. So even at the top end, 4, 94% is going to organic. So you're going to get a heck of a lot more traffic there. But like before you build a website, before you write any content, before you even do a podcast, before you do anything, you should do keyword research. You need to understand what your potential customers are searching for. And through that keyword research, because to be able to advertise on Google, Google has to give you the information on you know, who's, how many people are searching for what and what are the, the, the cost per click. You know, how much do people pay for those clicks? Because generally something that's, you know, $20 per click is going to convert better than something that's 20 cents per click. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's also going to be more competitive too. So you have to like, uh, you know, pick something that's reasonable. But through the keyword research, that's how you structure your website. So if you think about Amazon, right? It's amazon.com slash movies slash music slash fashion. Then under fashion, you have men's and women's and then, you know, all the subcategories of that. And that should be the same way that your website is structured that you have your main category pages of the main services that you provide. That's your main money pages. Then you have like the subcategory pages and then you have supporting content. So like if you, you're looking to buy houses from people that are selling, say, distressed properties, you know, look for keywords that are like, you know, how to sell my house fast, city name. You know, like generally not buy because people, people aren't searching how to buy a house fast or, mm. you know, they're, they're like... So you don't want to say on your website, we buy houses, you know, no, how to sell your house fast. That's what we do. We'll help you with selling your house, you know? And so like you can have that as your main money page and then your supporting content, you'll have things like, well, how to increase the value of my house, how to, how to sell my house faster, you know, how to get the best value for my house fast, things like, things like that. A good idea, a good, um, idea about sporting content is one of our customers is a five-star hotel chain and you know they're up against agoda booking.com hotels.com you know, sites that literally spend billions of dollars on marketing mm-hmm. and one of their main keywords is hotel sydney and you don't want to go toe-to-toe with these guys and so we did a content plan about best beaches in sydney best parks in sydney best walks in sydney which are anything that someone that's going on a holiday to sydney is searching for uh, and so it drives traffic in that way and you, you funnel them through to your main money page, the, you know, the booking page. But the, the main relevance, the main purpose of that content is that you're build up, building up your overall relevancy around hotels in Sydney. Mm-hmm. So like you can't just keep writing content, sell my house, how to sell houses fast. You, know? you need to add lots of other content that's around that. So Google sees you as an absolute expert in that, in that industry. And so 
let's let's talk about the the website development there and that and that content that you're talking about. Do you find that let's say somebody is looking to get into this is it is it okay to just dump in a ton of content all at once and and hope for the best do you do you do you plan this out like and, and if you do plan it out at what rhythm and and i I think people see this as uh as put up a website and they'll find you. Yeah. And like if you're building, you know, a valuable digital asset that fuels your business growth, you know, if that was easy to do, then everyone would be doing it and then it wouldn't be, then it wouldn't be valuable again. Right. Mm-hmm. Building anything that is worth having takes time and, you know, costs money because it's, it's valuable. I mean, you imagine what having predictable leads coming to your, your through your website, like just a minute before, uh, I jumped on this call with you, you know, someone just paid to have a call with me. Like that's an awesome lead. When someone pays to speak to me, like, you know, when, when I actually speak to them, they're going to give me money to become a client. Like that's exactly what you want. And that they came through our website. Like how valuable is that? Mm-hmm. But uh, getting back to your question about content, there's this fabulous tool called Ahrefs, which I plug all the time. It's a brilliant SEO tool. It's really quite expensive, uh, so it's only kind of for SEO experts, but they do have like a, a, I think it's seven days for $7, like a small trial. And anyone that's a novice, like seven days will give you plenty of information to keep going. But uh, they publish this awesome case study, and I'll just read the title of it. It's 90.63% of content gets 90, almost 91% of content gets zero traffic from Google. And the rest of this article is how to be in the other 9%. Mm-hmm. And so breaking that down even further, there's, they, they analyzed 2 billion pieces of content and they found only 0.21%. So less than 1%, 0.21% of content gets more than 1,000 visitors a month. So like, like if you pump out content, there's, the chances of you ranking it are very slim. This, the article is you know, super long and super detailed. But the, the number one reason, the main correlation between content getting zero traffic is that they don't have any backlinks. And a backlink is the secret to how Google works. So you might remember back in the 90s, there were all sorts of search engines, you know, Yahoo, AltaVista, mm-hmm. Excite, and they were all crap. They, they were based on content. Like if you wrote Sell My House Fast, the most time on your website, you'd rank number one for Sell My House Fast. Right. Uh, Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, he was at university at the time and went, that's crap. Uh, he made the uh, correlation between like people that do a P- PhD, their thesis, if everyone else references their thesis, then those guys are clear, clearly an authority and their thesis is really good. And so he figured, well, it must be the same with websites. If you've got a website and everyone's linking to your website, referencing your website, having a backlink back to your website, then you must be really good and you should rank well. And he developed the PageRank algorithm and it worked really well. And Google destroyed all of the other search engines. And so it's still the same thing today. Like if you don't have other people linking to your website, then you're not going to rank because Google can't, like anyone can write any crap they want on the internet, right? And how Mm -hmm. does Google know whether it's true or not? They, They have no idea. They have to trust what other people are saying and they do that by who's linking to you. So yeah, content's great. You need to know what your people are searching for so you know what content to write. But unless you've got backlinks, it ain't going to rank. It's 
So, well, before we get into how are you developing those backlinks, I want to remind everybody that I, I know we're kind of covering a lot of ground, and and uh, but I understand that you have a lot of this, some of this material that we're covering in lieu of show notes. Uh, um, you might want to head over to that a r d o r s e o dot com, seo dot com, and and look you up and make sure that they can find you and, and get this information directly from you because uh, there's a lot of valuable content on your website and I really want to call that out and, sure. and have Thank people you, head over there. So you talk about these backlinks and we, how do, you know, it, it almost sounds daunting like, uh, you know, building a network locally, like how do you, how do you, build this network or build these backlinks as you're referring to and find those people willing to link to you to establish that credibility. Yeah. So I, I think it was Warren Buffett that uh, made the, the term, like it takes a lifetime to build a reputation minutes to destroy it. And that's mm-hmm. the same with building a website, right? It's never finished. Your website's never done. It's you're continually adding to it and building. It's the lifeblood of your business. It's what generates you all your leads and all your customer growth. So like you want to continue doing it and you need to continually build your reputation and build great backlinks. You know, we work a lot in the real estate market. It's a fabulous market. And I tell you, like ever since this pandemic crap, like digital marketing is amazing. Like everyone is moving online. Like mm-hmm. we have never been busier. It, it's I'm right. sad that other people are hurting, but damn, it's, it's good for our business. But like we work a lot in real estate. And so I go on a lot of real estate podcasts because one, I'm getting my message in front of our potential customers, which is great for that. But it also gets us perfect backlinks, you know, because I get a backlink from your website, which is just about exactly what you know, we want that from. Because Google looks at the content on your website but it looks at the content that's on the website that's linking to you as well. It's a massive network that it's looking at. It's not looking at anything in isolation. And so that your website is about the topics that we want to rank for, that backlink comes and, and works really well for us. So to, to put it in, uh, in terms for realtors, <clears throat> like you know, one, of, one of our uh, realtors is Avery Carl, one of the... Uh, she was in the top 10, uh, top thousand realtors in the U S in the top 10% of that. She's really kicking ass. And she sells uh, investment properties in the Smoky mountains in Tennessee. And not only does she sell them, she then looks after them for people. So she gets paid twice, which is, seems like a pretty damn good business model to me. But because she looks after so many problems, uh, properties, <clears throat> she works with, you know, landscapers and, and plumbers and electricians to like service all these properties. And all of those people are in the Smoky mountains. And so she gets backlinks from these service providers that work with her, even though their websites aren't super powerful and really big, they're, they're really niche relevant because they are in the Smoky Mountains and who knows more about the Smoky Mountains than people that live and work in the Smoky Mountains, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing with realtors because they're generally looking for, you know, geographically targeted keywords. If you can get backlinks from other people in your local network, like that will help you rank for localized keywords so well. And localized keywords, anything where you put like a city name or even a smaller town, like they're so easy to rank. Like sell my house across the US, you know, it's a super valuable keyword. So that's Mm -hmm. hard to rank for. But sell my house fast in city name or town name or suburb name, 
that's going to get easier and easier. The search volume is less, but the content you write is almost also more relevant. Like the more you can niche down, the better your content converts. Like if you think about, you know, a keyword like smartphone, if someone was searching smartphone, what the hell are they looking for? Like Mm -hmm. it's got massive search volume, but what's the buy, what's the intent on that? Where like iPhone is certainly better, you know, how to buy a secondhand iPhone four on the South side of town, you know, like that, the search volume for that is going to be tiny, but if that's what you do, like it's going to convert like crazy, you know? (laughs) Sure. So, you know, can we, can we change course just, just slightly? Because I've always been curious about how to marry your website and the content that you have there with, you know, like I, I know, for example, YouTube is the second largest search engine on the internet right now. How do you marry some and, and adopt some of that content and bring it into your site and take advantage of that content for search engine optimization? Yeah, so, I mean, YouTube is massive and Google loves ranking YouTube wherever it can. So, like, especially for any local keywords, like Summer House in a little town name, like, you can rank a YouTube video for that as well. Chances are someone's not going to go to YouTube to search for that. You know, it's not a kind of term that someone's searching Mm -hmm. for on YouTube. But if you make a video, you can rank both your website and the video. And the video can just be about whatever article you had, you know, like you've got the article on your website of, you know, here's how to sell your house fast in, in Miami or whatever it is. And, you know, how to, and then how people get in contact with you. You can just make a video about the exact same thing. You know, just talk into your camera and go, hey, you want to sell your house fast in Miami? You know, here's all the different properties we've sold lately. You know, get in contact with me, boom. You know, a, a small little video that gets your keywords and your content in there as well. You can then embed it onto your website. So not only will that help your, 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 your page rank organically in Google because the content is more relevant. You've got, you know, you've got the text. Google can understand what videos are about. That's how it ranks them in YouTube. You know, it listens to the audio and, and works out how to rank them. But, you know, if you do it right, you can then have two properties because, you know, there's 10 search results in the front page of Google mm-hmm. and they certainly do not get even amounts of traffic. If you're down the bottom between position six and 10, you get around three to four percent of the clicks, so not that many. If you're if you're up at number one, you get over thirty percent of the clicks. So the difference between num- number ten and number one is ten times the amount of traffic. Like that's mm-hmm. a crazy increase, yeah. And if you've got a YouTube video in the top ten as well, well, now you get some of those clicks. And another thing to think is there's only so much demand in a market, right? And someone's either finding you or they're finding your competition. You know, someone's searching, sell my house fast. They want to sell their house fast. They're going to click on someone and sell their house fast. You know, and so if you're taking up two of those spots, well, chances are that, uh, you know, well, you've got twice as many chances that they're going to go to you. Sure. Well, how about some of the other social media sites, you know, like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram? I mean, it's almost overwhelming how many of these, the social marketing is, is such for, a- for sure. So social media, like I, I, I just wouldn't get like, wouldn't, wouldn't go down that rabbit hole. Like, is that where someone's going to sell their house fast? Do they go to Facebook and search sell my house fast? Not likely. And a really good example is on the weekend, I was sitting at a cafe, reading a book and then started playing around with Facebook. And I saw this really nice ad about copywriting. I love writing copy and sales and marketing. It was nice. I clicked on it, saw his sales funnel. It was really good. 
And Ellen thought, yeah, it was 37 bucks. Sure, I'll buy it. I didn't have my credit card with me. I couldn't put my details into it. You know, then I totally forgot about it. It's been, I don't know, what day is it now? Wednesday and I still haven't bought it because I, I don't even remember what it was. So right. it's like not only did he have to pay for that click that I clicked on his ad, I didn't buy it not, be, not because I didn't want to, just because I didn't have my credit card with me. So mm-hmm. like you got to think about intent. If someone's on if, you know, their phone playing around with Facebook, you know, it's interrupt marketing if, you, if you're using an ad because you're interrupting them when they want to be doing something else. But even mm-hmm. if they see you organically, you know, can they actually buy right now? Where Google, someone's sitting at their computer searching or they're at least in the right context. You're not, you're not Googling sell my house fast when you're not able to actually carry through on that. You know, like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably at your computer and ready, ready to call someone. So like the, the buyer intent is just so much higher with Google because you know, they're actively seeking you out. So the leads are, are just way better. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're obviously you can get a lot out of YouTube and, and mm-hmm. Facebook or all those companies wouldn't be worth so much. In fact, YouTube actually loses money and loses a lot of money every year. If Google, did, Google search didn't support it, then right. it, it, it would be broke. So, and, you know, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of Facebook that much, but there is just so much in search that it can explode your business beyond your wildest dreams that you don't even need to ever think about them. Right. No, that, that's really interesting, especially the, when we're talking about all of the, you know, like I said, there's just so many social media networks and everything right now. Uh, you don't know where you really should uh, put your, put your time but you're absolutely right. You know, the, the, the leads that we receive, they're all always better through our website. And because those people are actively searching, um, you know, I, you know, compared to the yellow letters we send out, you know, we get a lot of people who are just calling in, kicking the tires, you know, ch- just, just to see what we're about or telling us to take us off their, uh, take, us, take themselves <laughs> off the mailing list. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that search, that activity that they're going through to find you um, does vet out quite a few people. And another thing to think about with social too is it's so easy for people to get distracted. Even if you get someone to watch your video on YouTube, you know, YouTube's offering them so many other videos to watch. Have a look at this fun cat video. They can really easily click on something else and disappear and totally forget about you. Same with Facebook, you know, there's, there's always more distractions where if someone's actively searched you out and they go to your website, you've kind of got a captive audience. There's no one else's ads, no one else's things popping up. Your chance of converting that person into a customer is so much higher. Sure. You know, that does lead me to, you know, we've, we've been told for quite a while that it takes X number of touches for a person to take some kind of action. Like, can you talk a little bit about how steps in which you could maybe build on it, build on things, yeah. you know, like when I, when I send out my yellow letters now, for example, I'm directing them as much to my website as I am to, to getting them to call in. I mean, I want them, you know, it's, it's that multiple touch, right? Yeah. So we work with a lot of real, real estate syndication companies. And so, you know, they're usually the average investment is like $50,000. And it's like, no one's going to click on your ad on Facebook and give you 50K, you know, and no one's going to search your website and hit buy now and give you 50K. It just doesn't work like that. 
Mm-hmm. People don't trust you enough. And so you're crazy if you, if you have like a buy now button and do that. So what you want to have is a lead magnet or, and like a, a, a transitional call to action as well. So your lead magnet is generally like, you know, one of the terms that we, we rank for is rank those sort of companies for is like how to invest 50K. It's a fabulous keyword because you know, that person is exactly your target market, right? Right. Uh, and so they search that and go, here's the best way to invest 50K. You know, you got this option, this option, this option. Ours is the best, obviously. Uh, and then you can give them a guide. Like here's the biggest mistakes people uh, make with investing 50K. You know, download this guide. They give you an email address and they get the guide. The guide has to be quality. If you give people crap, then you know, you're going to turn them off straight away. But if you give someone like everyone has perceived value for their email address, you know, whether they value it at $5 or $500, whatever, the perceived value of the content that you give them needs to be higher than that. And if it is, then they like you now. And that's when you start with an indoctrination campaign. Indoctrination campaign usually tells them about how great you are. Like, you know, I, I've been on a lot of podcasts, some with really big names like Mike McCallowitz. You know, we work with like Entrepreneurs on Fire, John Lee Dermis. And, you know, I show them stuff like that. If they're in the real estate niche, then we show them, hey, check out these people that we're with. Here's Avery Carr, one of the best re- realtors in the com- company. You want to grow like, grow like her? This is how we did it. You know, and you show them that you can solve their problem. Keep t- telling them more about their problem. Like the thing with SEO is... Most, most people just don't understand it because if you did, you'd already be doing it. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no better investment you're ever going to get on your business. And so, you know, a lot of what we have to do is education. You know, how, how, how many leads are you getting from your website? Well, how many do you want? You know, you can do that, right? And that sort of, that sort of messaging. But like then you move along to like, you know, let's, let's book in a call or, or whatever your sales, ma- uh, sales funnel is. But, it, you know, a really good analogy is like dating, right? You know, if you meet a girl on the street, you're not going to go, hey, you want to get married? You know, which is like, hey, give me 50 grand. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. You want to like, you know, make them feel good, tell them they're pretty, and then <laughs> hopefully get them to go out on dinner, for dinner with you. Right. So, you know, like I said before, you know, there is a lot to this. And that whether it's science or an art around SEO and – so a lot of people, you know, especially when you're getting into real estate investing, you got to start to analyze like, okay, what your individual skill set is. And, you know, like my skill set is likely better spent talking to motivated sellers, answering those phone calls, doing that type of activity versus spending all this time developing this content, researching search engine optimization. And that's where... I'm going to ask next, like if, if somebody was interested in hiring a marketing agency to do this type of work, how they, what kind of questions should they be asking? Yeah. I mean, there's a fabulous book by one of my favorite authors, Mike McCallowitz. Yeah. His two books that I highly recommend to every business owner is profit first, how to make a business as profitable and clockwork, Mm -hmm. how to build a business that doesn't revolve around you. Like the whole concept of clockwork is go on a four week vacation and your business should grow without you. And man, you get those two right and business is a dream. But yeah, like unless you want to learn SEO, you shouldn't learn SEO. Like I use a profit first professional to do our accounts. I know accounts at the the highest level, but it's like I'd I'd rather a professional deal with that stuff with me. Uh, 
if you're looking at an agency, ours is pretty good. I'd recommend them. But like on a serious note, like people, agencies that shoot at hip and go, oh, it'll be you know, two grand a month or whatever. It's like, that's total BS. Like you, you should have a strategy. What does success look like to you? Like how many leads are you getting from your website at the moment? Often we have customers that come to us and they're getting zero. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. How many do you want? Like your business needs to grow in a stable way. Like you can't get a hundred leads tomorrow and zero the next day. You need the, the same amount of leads and growing at a steady rate. Cause mm-hmm. like if you, you know, generally if you get more leads, you have to bring on more staff and then you need to be able to pay for those staff. So generally we look at how many leads you're getting now, where do you want to be in 12 months and you know, what sort of growth arc do you want? Uh, you know, because with digital marketing, you can predict a lot of it. It's a science, right? You know how many people are searching for something. You know what the conversion rate on your website is. If if your website doesn't get enough traffic that you don't know the conversion rate, or we can still estimate from industry standards. We go, well, this is about how much traffic you need. These are the keywords that, that you need to rank for. This is what we do to get you there. You know, it's it, it's pretty much a science. You know, you work backwards from where you want to be. But understanding where you want to be is is the most important part. Sure. So yeah, it, you've you've brought up Mike Michalowicz a couple times, so I have to call it out. Uh, if people really want to, ch- if people want to check out Mike Michalowicz, we had him on episode seventy three. So head over to housedudespodcast.com and check that uh, podcast out. It was a great chat with him. In fact, I got to touch back up with Mike again and get him back on. Since then, he's he's had out put out another book or two. I'm just sure. fix fix this next. Next, I'm just going through it at the moment. It's it's a really nice nice book. Yeah, and like some even, of those books are fantastic. I mean, they've been they've been game changers. So, like uh, Kelsey, his his executive assistant, like he mentions it in in the book that she's now like the president of his company and he's the spokesman. You know, and a lot of fix this next talks about how to analyze the issues in your problems. And, you know, I can see that, you know, my COO, like that's what he does is like measures our stuff because it's not what I'm good at. What I'm good at is sitting there talking to people like you, you know? Right. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I hate to do a roundabout, but I, we've been, we're having such a good conversation here. I kind of want to chat about one other thing we have, you know, I get a lot of people who come and, and ask questions about, um, where should they spend their marketing money? You know, uh, and because some websites can get expensive, mailings get expensive. I mean, can you, can we kind of close this out by giving somebody some action items on some low hanging fruit that uh, you think that low cost marketing that they could possibly implement like today? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll go one better, Jack. So if people go to our website, ardorseo.com, we'll put a special landing page together slash house dudes. So ardorseo.com slash house dudes. Go there and I'll personally make a video review of their market and their website. So I'll show you, it'll be on video. So you'll be able to see exactly how many people are searching for your products and services, how many people are searching, you know, sell my house in your city. And I'll show you some simple things that you can change yourself on your website. You know, how to set your title tags, descriptions, how to fix your content. So Google puts your website in front of where these people are actively looking and you can grow your business in a predictable way. So that is an absolutely great offer. I really appreciate you throwing that out. So make sure everybody head over to ardorseo.com slash house dudes 
and take take him up on this this opportunity. And I mean, just if people don't know, ardor means to do something with passion. It's an adjective that's not not that common. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, I told you that, uh, and and weirdly enough, you know, it could be my Norwegian accent a little bit. It's hard to hard to say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the traditional English spelling is A-R-D-O-U-R. I just went with oh. the uh, American version, Americanized it. So. I'm getting used to putting Zs where, uh, where Ss should be. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. So, no, I, I wanted to cover a few of the things that uh, you've pointed out. Uh, I, I try to kind of, some highlights that, that came out of our chat that, uh, that stood out to me. First of all, organic searches get 30% of those clicks. So if you get that number one search spot based on the organic searches, I mean, that's, that's a huge difference. And so I didn't it's, expect... It, it, it's organic search gets 94%. 6% goes to ads, 94% goes to organic. The number I, one I, position I, gets 30% of that. I, I am stunned that there is such a discrepancy there. You know, you, we're just beat into, the, into our heads about... Google pay-per-click, pay-per-click, pay-per-click. And it, in the end, that doesn't have a ton of click well, Even Google want to like put in the misinformation that SEO is risky, right? Like paid search, it's predictable. And Google give you lots of tools and they'll, they'll even give you account managers to help you with your account to show you that oh, pay-per-click pay is stable and it's, it's the way forward. But you even think about that as soon as you stop spending, you stop getting where mm -hmm. SEO is compounding. Everything you spent last month, you get this month and you get next month and nothing, you know, it was Einstein that said compound interest is the most powerful thing in the universe. I think those that, those that understand it, earn it and those that don't, you know, pay it. <laughs> wow. So, and then I, I really think that it was a good mindset tidbit that you, you pointed out that website, this is a long-term investment and a long-term play. Don't, um, and you got to put in that time and effort. And if you can't do it, make sure you hire a company or do some vetting to find somebody that can help you with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's going to fuel your business for not for the next year, for the forever. You know? <laughs> and then I, th this is, this was the number one thing that I really think that people, if they could take away one thing is building those backlinks. Um, I, you know, it's all about that content but I think it was really important and insightful for people to understand the importance of those backlinks and how Google uses them to do those rankings. Yeah, you're not going to rank a website without them, that's for sure. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to point out while we're... Um, not, not really, Jack. I mean, like, just like, probably the biggest problem that we have in converting leads to customers is people realizing the dream. You know, they go, oh, that works for other people. But it's like you know, is it, is it possible they can't see their business being massive and having a website that generates you consistent leads and predictability, like that's everything that like Mike McAllis talks about in his books is like, you know, revenue solves all problems. You, you could screw up everything in business. And as long as you've got more customers coming in, like all of the other headaches melt away. You can spend your way out of trouble, you know, and ha having that security, man, it helps me sleep at night. Yeah. So, so everybody, you know, there, we, we just touched the tip of the iceberg here. So make sure you uh, hit him up in his offer, ardorseo.com slash house dudes. Uh, take him up on that offer uh, for some of that information. 
I, I can't thank you enough. This was, this was a great conversation. And uh, I hope we can do this again, maybe even on a regular basis. Sure, Jack. I'd be happy to come back. So, well, thank you, sir. We've put a lot of effort into providing useful content, and if you've found value in the show and have any interest in supporting us with a small donation, head over to patreon.com slash housedudes. And if you have any thoughts or questions, shoot us an email at info at housedudes.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at housedudes. And if you like what you're hearing, head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps other investors out there find the show. And remember... Massive positive impact requires massive positive action. We'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by housedudes.com. Do you have time to actively manage flipping and rentals yourself? If so, go for it. If you live in a market that won't cash flow or don't have the time to do all the work, are you just out of luck? If there was a way to participate more passively, would that appeal to you? I'm sure you have questions about how the process works and what to do next. If that's the case, fill out the form on housedudes.com slash investors, and we'll reach out to see if you are a good fit for our business. This is first come, first serve, and we will have to stop taking applications when our goals are met. See you at housedudes.com slash investors. tell a man what to do with his money but if you ain't investing in property then you're dumber than a dummy i'm not dumb i'm smart well buy property that's my advice <laughs>